0: Hey there, Wolfpack fans. It's me again, Kensington Gears, bringing you another episode of Locked on Wolfpack. And boy, is it the most wonderful time of the year. We got a ton of things to get into. We have, uh, obviously, the boys and baby blue. That game is coming up, big game. We also got a familiar face in playing Butler for our men's basketball team, going to see Manny Bates and company out there. We have our women's basketball team in Cancun winning some ball games, playing some good ball. We're going to talk about all of that and more on today's episode of Locked On Wolf Pack. So stick with me, folks. But before we get into that, I've got to tell you that today's episode is brought to you by Upside. Download the free Upside app and use the promo code LOCK to get $5 or more cash back on your first purchase of $10 or more. Folks, we've got a jam-packed show. I know that you're stuffed with stuffing turkey, yams, greens, beans, potatoes, tomatoes. Don't worry, We got more sports to fill your back up if you ain't had your leftovers yet. So stick with us as we go through all that more on today's episode of Locked On Wolfpack. You are Locked On Wolfpack, your daily podcast on the NC State Wolfpack, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. So, folks, let's get it started with the um, with the football game. It's the boys in Baby Blue. We're heading over to their spot. I'm sure it'll be packed up. I'm sure it'll be really full. Uh, with that being said, we're going to talk about what this game means and, and how this game can, can be a win for State. Because a lot of people are acting as if there is no chance in the world and all that good stuff because we lost to Boston College and we lost to Louisville and all that. Um, as if the team who we're playing didn't just lose to Georgia Tech, a team that again, without their starting quarterback, without their head coach, they came into the season with. There's, there's always a shot. I'm sorry to tell you, this is not an unbeatable team. This is one of the only. Um, this is one of the only teams. I believe the only team in the Power Five, if not maybe Illinois, maybe the other one. I don't know if Illinois still falls in this category. That has not played a single ranked team all year. I'm just saying. So uh, this isn't a a situation where, again, this team is just unbeatable and there's nothing we can do with them. We know that this team starts, begins, ends, everything happens with their Heisman candidate quarterback, Drake May, who may have fallen out of the race a little bit due to his performance last game, but he is the catalyst. He's their leading passer and their leading rusher. He gets it done any way that this team needs him to, although – he is much better in the pocket than he is with his legs. Uh, he's a he's a quality quarterback. There's no ifs, ands, or buts about that. And what helps him be that is his plethora of weapons that can get the job done as well. You start off with the leader of that bunch, Josh Downs. He's a junior. He's been there for quite some time, but he's been playing good football every single step of the way. And uh, he's currently leading the team in receiving yards and touchdowns with 878 yards and 11 touchdowns on the season. Now, when you look at that defense, however, their defense, similarly to NC State's, is led by the linebacking court. The backers are the guys who get the job done, and those are the guys who they lean on to to be the the senior or the elder statesmen, to be the guys who are going to tell you what needs to happen, who are going to be the guys to get folks lined up where they need to be, and they're the biggest playmakers on the team. Uh, Their best linebacker, by far, would be Mr. Cedric Gray. He is a sideline-to-sideline side line linebacker. I, I'd probably say he's like a, a poor man's Peyton Wilson to some degree. Uh, and on the back end, Storm Duck is is their guy. He's the one that has, um, again, he's been there for forever and a day, it seems like. But because of the COVID year, he's only a junior. And uh, with that being said, he's leading the team in interceptions with three. He's, he's played some good ball himself. He's played some pretty good um, ball as well. And Again, this is a team that when you look at who they are top to bottom, you see that there are flaws, right? Yes, Storm Duck is good. That secondary as a whole, very suspect. Very, very suspect. Yes, uh, Cedric Gray is good. That entire linebacking core, especially when you ask them, hey, I need you to do a little bit of pass covering. Oh, hold on now. I I don't know if they signed up for all that. But the thing is, like I said, every game – going forward was winnable, but they were also losable. This is, again, the offense is the heart and soul of this team. One of the most prolific offenses in the nation. It's it's not hard to understand um, how they've gotten so many wins so far. It, it really and truly is not, especially when you think about the fact that they play in the Coastal. They have, again, not a single-ranked team so far. It is very clear why they've won the games that they won. And yes, some of them have been closer than um, I'm sure that the, the Tar Heels fans would like and all that. Yeah, sure, whatever. But at the end of the day, this is still a 9-2 and two team that deserves some respect, that deserves some seriousness. But again, this shouldn't be an, oh boy, we can go ahead and chalk this one up to a loss already. So I'm going to lay out three offensive, three defensive, and special teams keys as to how this team gets the job done. First thing first, offensively, we're going to start with the offense. We need 28 points. We need 28 points. And I know what you're thinking. Georgia Tech beat them last week, only scoring 21. Are you sure you want to count on this offense having back-to-back performances of 17 games? And granted, granted, if you look down their schedule, and I'm, I'm going to name you the notable defenses, the defenses that have been good this year, Power 5 defenses that have been good this year, and all I've got is maybe Notre Dame. That's it. And Notre Dame is an independent, so technically they aren't power five. But, I mean, it's Notre Dame. Let's be honest. That's all I got. That is it. Duke had, Duke's defense has looked good against very underwhelming competition. That's about it. Um, Narduzzi's crew, because they're on the field so much, thanks to Slovis not being good, mm, not so much. And that's it. I'm not seeing another defense that I think to myself, mm, they they put fear in folks heart and again even the two defenses I named outside of Notre Dame I don't I don't look at them and say hmm they put fear in folks heart and at that point Notre Dame had given up I want to say it was uh 30 something to Marshall so this defense has gotten better and figured it out but again I don't think that they've played any you know outstand just outlandish I don't think they've played a single defense uh to the caliber of NC State's all year but with that being said I still don't want to count on two back-to-back bad games from Drake Manjoc. I still don't want to count on our defense standing on their head for an entire game. I just don't. That's a that's a bad recipe. Trusting one unit to get the job done, one side of the ball to get the job done, that's a recipe for failure there. Second thing, they have played nine games. I'm sorry, eight games that were either losses or one-score games. In each of those games, each, every single one of them, except one, the team that they were playing scored double digits in the second half. You got App State putting up 40. You got Georgia State putting up uh, 18. You got Notre Dame putting up 21. I believe Georgia State's 18 were all in the third quarter, and App State's were all in the fourth quarter. You got Miami being the only outlier here, putting up seven. But after them, you got Duke putting up 14, UVA putting up 14, Wake putting up 13, Georgia Tech putting up 14. They Everybody likes to talk about how UNC's defense gets better as the game goes along and they adapt and evolve and adjust and all that good stuff. Sure, fine, whatever. The fact of the matter is simple. You have to score late if you want to keep pace with this team. This is a defense that at the top, they have some talent. They're not very deep. As the game goes along and they need to get in more bodies, that's where they will be more malleable than they were in the beginning. And that's not to say that they're a great defense to start off with. So at least 14 points need to be scored in the second half. And here's the big one. Here's, here's the, and I guess you could say this is more minor in the grand scheme of things because if they do the first two, then this one may not matter. But I believe that this one is going to be directly responsible for whether or not we get the first two. Um, We need to force-feed Thayer Thomas the ball. Now, I'm going to just tell you like this. This team, this offense, has had their struggles, had their problems, all that good stuff. And again, I've talked about Beck. I've talked about what he is, what he ain't, all that good stuff. This is a simple equation. This here should be a simple, you know, right there. You want to get your best Players the ball. If you don't know, if you're going through a tough time offensively, if you're having a tough time, fine, get your best players the ball. And y'all tell me, if there is a player, if there is a player, I promise you, I'm again, I've always said I'm not above changing my opinion. If y'all can come to me with evidence that I'm wrong, I have gotten on this show before and said, hey, I, I was wrong about that. I'm sorry. I had, my informa- I had bad information. Or I had the wrong number. I did not consider these numbers. If you can show me a player that has been as consistent, that has made as many plays, that has done all the things that there has, that has the health that he has at this point in time in the the, the season, point them out to me. Please and thank you. I'd love it. i love it. If we have other gems on this offense that we've been hiding, that have shown, that have proven, and don't get me wrong, I know that there are other guys who need to get the ball in a similar fashion, right? Everybody talks about Julian Gray. Anytime you talk to anybody about, um, who are the guys that you think are really gonna break out next year? Julian Gray is a name that pops up everywhere. Everybody's like, "Oh yeah, he's a he." You know, he's he's different. He, he's just and so. With that being said, um, there may be some other situations for him, but that's another story for another time. With that being said, if you can't get the ball to the most reliable, again, the guy that's all throughout the record books, Thayer needs at least at least 10 targets or touches, at least, at least. You, can, you can't, you're, if you're not targeting him, if you're not targeting your best player, then this offense better be rolling. They better have something amazing going on. Michael Allen and, and uh, Jordan Houston better be going off for some crazy nonsense. Uh Daryl Jones better be mossing everybody that comes in with, because again, you you can't, to me, you cannot win this game uh, without making, we saw it last year. We saw it last year. There was the underneath guy. Ameka was the guy that, hey, you trust him on those 50-50 balls and all that. There has developed into a jump ball winner. The last time I remember him losing a 50-50 ball, which I don't even think it was that, I think it was more so a, a late throw on a uh, comeback route that was thrown inside as well, was against ECU. And again, I don't even think that that fully counts as his lost jump ball, or at least it shouldn't. So you need to get him the ball any way you can. Throw it deep to him. Get it to him when he's um, dragging across the field and, and he's he's got some momentum built up. Let him make some guys miss or not. Whatever. Trust your guy to win some matchups. Trust your guy to do good things with the ball in his hand. Trust your senior. Y'all ruined his senior night by only targeting him four times before the last drive. Please get it right on their senior night. Have their seniors go outside. And now defensively. The first key, Drake May is right now at an 86.2 QBR. Again, QBR is on a scale of 1 to 100, 86.2. That's good for, I want to say, the 55th or 56th best season of all time since this stat has been collected. It has been collected since 2004. So, in basically the last two decades, you've only had 50 players playing better than him. And yet and still, they've had two losses And um, six other games that were one score games. What does that tell you? He is the heart and soul. He makes the engine go. Even with him being amazing, this team has still had to fight and claw and and scrape. I don't know how I mixed those two words into one and came up with scrawl. But anyway, they've had to do that just to get wins. So, my task for the NC State defense is not to stop them, not to embarrass them, not to make them – because that I don't think that would be realistic. Could it happen? Yes. But I don't think it would be fair or realistic to say this is what you need to do to win. Because, again, the point of winning, have one more point than the other team at the end of the game. That's all. That's all you got to do. So, now, make Drake human. 65 or lower QBR. 65 is still a good game. That's not a bad game by any means. It's slightly above average. It just means you weren't a superstar. You didn't knock it out the park. You weren't, you know, every time you drop back, the fans are just like, oh, my God, oh, God, not again, that type of situation, okay? The next one goes into the first one. Josh Downs has had a a little bit of an injury uh, situation earlier in this season, but he's, he's gotten better. He's been healthy toward the end, before last game, three straight games of 100 yards plus and a touchdown per game here's what I need from Aiden White. Here's what I need from Pitts. Here's what I need from battle. Here's what I need from this defense in terms of Josh Downs. Josh Downs needs to be held under 100 yards. You see, Josh Downs, UNC's offensive coordinator knows, hey, if there's a, a, a player that we got that's better than their guys. We got to find ways to get him the ball. And you know what they do? They, they do that. They force feed him. Again, they get him... Easy catches underneath, where it's like, hey, if you make a ta- break a tackle or two, more power to you. And then when you when you get real caught up in the, all, oh, they just gonna keep throwing it to them underneath. And then you go, well, we gonna press and we gonna blitz and you know we we gonna trust our guy because he hadn't gone deep all game. <laughs> Katie did at the doorstep, right over your head. So now that whistle was terrible, by the way. I just did a little whistle; it didn't work out. With that being said. Hold Josh Downs under 100 yards. Here's the a most interesting stat about this uh, team. Against FBS opponents, Josh Downs has only been held under 100 yards three times this season. They are one and two in those games. They are one and two in the three games that they played against uh, FBS opponents where Josh Downs was held under 100 yards. If there is anything, if there is any other thing to tell you hey, this will be a great indicator. Drake May has been really good, but he's been really good because Josh Downs has been phenomenal. He's been really good because they've played against bad teams and he's had a safety blanket that they trust, they draw plays for, they make sure, hey, if ain't nothing else gonna happen, we know that we need to get him the ball. Again, the three times that he's gone under 100 yards were against Georgia Tech last week, three receptions for 31 yards uh, against Miami, six receptions for 69 yards and against Notre Dame five receptions for 32 yards all that to say we need to make sure hey this if this guy is if we take away Drake's comfort if we take away the guy that you know makes him that's his snuggie at night when he gets in trouble when he gets worried he can go always go to to the blanket Josh Downs is that blanket we need to take it away and the last thing, we saw it where it's ugly head against uh, Louisville, and, and we saw it last year against Mississippi State. No huge special teams plays surrender. I don't think that we need a huge special teams play to beat this team. I don't think we need one. It'd be good to have one. I don't think we need one. But we cannot allow one. We can't do that. That will be a killer for us. So that's... No special teams plays that put them in plus territory. And again, those are those are or put points on the board for them. And, of course, field goals and stuff like that don't count. That's not a huge special teams play. I'm talking about returns and things along those lines, block punts, stuff along those lines. We can't have that. So that's my keys for the game. Long story short, folks, I think that if we pull most of these off, if we pull most of these off, we'll be walking out as winners. We'll be walking out as winners of this here game, all right? That's that's just how I feel about this thing. And you wanna know how I feel about inflation. I feel terrible about it. I'm sure you do too. Trust me, we are all thinking about ways to cut back, but you know what's helping us not have to do that? The incredible Upside app. Upside is for anyone who buys gas, groceries, or dines out. With Upside, I don't have to cut back because I get cash back on every purchase. Trust me, to get started, all you need to do is download the free Upside app. Use promo code LOCK and get $5 or more cash back on your first purchase of $10 or more. Next, claim an offer for whatever you're buying on Upside, check in at the business, pay as usual with a credit or debit card, and get paid. In comparison to credit card rewards or loyalty programs, you can earn three times more cash back with Upside. Upside users are earning more than a million dollars every week. That's probably why they have a 4.8 star rating on the App Store. So I think that this is simple. I think it's it's right ahead and straight to you. Download the free upside app. Use promo code LOCK to get $5 or more cash back on your first purchase of $10 or more. That's $5 or more cash back on your fir- first purchase of $10 or more using promo code LOCK. So the next thing, the men's basketball team lost a very close game to Kansas and then comes back and uh, beats on on Dayton pretty good there. I want to say the score was 76-64. to 64. And boy, what a time. What a what a really impressive game for our uh, men's team to, to, you know, again, sit up here and, and get a little bit of the moment where you look back and you say, after the Kansas game, there was – everybody was, you know, hey, it was so close and Coach Keats is doing the good thing. And listen, I'm right there with you. I'm right there with you to say that being right there step for step with the defending national champs, and the number three team in the nation was good. But I said that I wanted to see a win, unlike we got against Purdue. But let me explain to you the difference between this game and Purdue. And trust me, I'm not one of those people that's about to sit here and tell you, oh, it's okay, it's good enough to be close. But let me tell you this. Last year against Purdue, Purdue played a bad game. Like, they they just did not play well. They weren't hitting tough shots. They just, They did not play well for a majority of that game. This game... Kansas's guards were like phenomenal. I mean, they, those little runners in the lane when they got switches on bigs, they were making tough shots that, they were making the type of shots and, and uh, Grady Dick in the first half, he was making tough contested shots. He had one or two where you're like, okay, you see the scout report on this, making put it on the floor, what are you doing? But for the most part, he was hitting shots that you, you tip your cap and you say, hey, if he's going to hit that, we're going to get back on the other end and try to get us a bucket. That's all you can do there. Um, So I get the excitement. And this win over Dayton, a, a quality Dayton team, I get the excitement. But I don't ever want to be at the point where I'm like, hey, congratulations for competing with a good team. That's kind of, that's a little weird to me. That's a little weird. You know what I mean? Because trust me, I've been there. I've been on teams where it's like nothing was expected of us and we competed with a good team and lost and everybody's like, congratulations. I'm like, what are you congratulating me for? I didn't win. We we did not come away with a win. But this team, there is something to be excited about. Wolfpack Nation, I, we got to pack out the PNC because there's a lot to be excited about with this team. And boy, I'll tell you what, Manny Bates, we get to see him again. He's at Butler now, and we're going to see him in the battle for Atlantis. And uh, boy, I'm going to tell you what, I'm glad that... Uh, His first two games hasn't materialized into like, oh, this is who he is. Because I'm I'm gonna read off the stats from his first two games. And trust me, I could not believe it either. Okay. These are the averages out of the first two games: 20 and a half points, 10 and a half rebounds, three blocks, one steal, one and a half assists, no turnovers, 74% uh field goal percentage and here's the big one one foul per game out of those first two games um I'm not gonna lie to you I, I would have been terrified if that if if that guy if that those numbers had held through six seven eight games and we were having to see him uh, uh get a little warm in here or is it just me but with that being said, he's kind of come back down to earth a little bit. I mean, they've, they've, you know, had some, uh, they've had some pretty good games and and they've, they've also lost some, they're four and two on a year, but at the current moment, he's averaging 12, seven. And as far as blocks, I want to say that he's still averaging three blocks per game, but you know, that with Manny, you know that he's going to be a heck of a rim protector. Um, and that's the situation there, but yeah, he's still shooting 70% from the field. Um, it's just, it's it's not at, at the same clip. It's not the same volume of 12 or 15 or 8 of 12. He was 7 of 11 in his last game, but yeah. Our mm-hmm. guys, our backcourt has looked really, really good at times. Uh, I would like to see Taquavion Smith take better care of the ball. I would like to see him, you know, take a, some better shots and maybe when he gets cold, we kind of run sets for him instead of like handing him the ball and say, hey man, you figure it out. Because in that situation, if you do that, he's gonna go back to ISO ball, back to what he knows and back to what uh feels most comfortable for him. But again, he's cold. He's he's cold. So I don't I think it's best to again just get him some sets that are going to have him see the ball go through the hoop. And that's you know, it doesn't have to be um a 30-footer, it doesn't have to be anything great. You you need to get draw up something to get him comfortable at the run. But boy, this Dark L joiner, do we have ourselves a point guard? Ladies, gentlemen, non-binary folks, all the dogs do we have ourselves a point guard in Jarkel Joyner? Oh, man, it's good to see. It's good to see. He has shown up and shown out for a majority of these games. He has played really good ball, again, for a vast majority of these games. I am, I, he's the team's leading scorer at the moment, and not only is he the team's leading scorer, he's doing so with some crazy efficiency, fifty-three percent from the field, forty-five and a half percent from deep, eighty-six point seven percent from the free throw line. Oh, and by the way, let's go ahead and just throw on uh, four rebounds a game. Man, he's doing some things now. He's doing some. Th- and and another guy that has come on this year and been super efficient, Casey Morcel. He's shooting fifty-one percent from deep. I'll tell you what, this team is defending. They're playing as a team. But the other part of this, besides our guards, that are, are kind of amazing to me, is our bigs have been good. DJ Burns has been good. Uh, they, they, DJ Burns' last game, I want to say his plus minus was like 16 in 10 minutes. Uh, Miracic has been good. This team, I'm all I'm saying is this. I'm not saying that, oh, yeah, we should get ready to the ACC tournament and the ACC championship is ours. This team, I I told people before the season started, this team has the potential to be a lot better than many folks think they are. And they're showing us something in that battle for Atlantis. Let's see how long this team can carry this. They're showing us what Keith's system is in terms of bringing bodies, bringing pressure, breaking your tempo, speeding you up. Because let's be honest, they sped Kansas up at multiple points. There were multiple stretches where, even with a a more mature, older backcourt, Kansas still couldn't seem to get into their offense at times. So this this team, I'm just there are some things there. There are some things, there. and let's see how the Manny Baseball goes tonight. I, I think that we can pull this one off, but we shall uh, see. We'll be right back after this quick word. But, man, I, I'm I'm just telling you, I think that there is reason for excitement about this basketball team and that there is reason. If you're too jaded and you think that this team has nothing, I understand. I'm not – listen, I'm not going to say you're wrong. And if you're one of the people that's still calling for key set at the moment, stop it. He's our coach for right now. What do you want? He's our coach. The team is playing hard. They're playing well. Give them some grace. And if it doesn't go well at the end of this year, if at the end of this year we're looking up and saying – oh man, we start off the season well and it didn't go well again, then I'm with you. Get rid of him. But at the moment, he's a coach. He's the guy we got to ride with. He's the guy we got to bet on. And speaking of betting, I want to tell you about the number one source for all your sports betting needs, I'm talking none other than Bet Online. Get the latest odds and trends for every professional and amateur league out there from football to basketball to soccer to esports. We've got it all at Bet Online. And if you love sports podcasts, you can find those at Bet Online as well. We're always the fastest and easiest way to get your betting fixed. So head to the website today to learn more. Bet Online, where the game starts. So we're about to land this thing. But as I said, our women's basketball team is going to be okay. They're going to be fine. I I don't understand the, you know, doom and gloom around uh, one one loss to UConn. Yes, it was a blowout. It's okay. It's a, This is a long season. There are 20-some-odd games ahead of this team. Why are, you know what I mean? Like, what's the point of being, oh, boy, it's over already? We get to play a top 10 team next week in the ACC Big Ten Challenge and going up to Iowa City, Iowa. We get to play uh, more quality teams coming up. We get to play a Georgia team that beat us last year, a UCF, a USF team. I'm sorry, not UCF, a USF team. That was a tournament team last year. And that's all before we get started. And one of the toughest conferences in the nation, by the way. So, you know, this women's basketball team, they're doing what they need to do. Hey, at the end of the day, it is, you never want to lose. You never want to lose, but I'll say this. UConn still ain't beat us outside the state of UConn. I'm all right with that. I'm all right with that. Now, with that being said, uh, again, you're watching this team learn and grow and get better together in real time. Keep supporting and loving on our back-to-back-to-back ACC tournament champs. Keep loving and supporting on our back-to-back ACC regular season champs. Keep loving on them because they're growing together, and this is a good – of all the coaches, of all the things that we say about, oh, this guy's a winner, this guy, blah, 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 Westmore is a winner. Zakia Brown Turner is a winner. These players are winners. So give them some love. They're still, again, I I feel like we're gonna look back at this time where, you know, some folks, again, a very loud minority, most of Wolfpack Nation, completely fine and reasonable. We're gonna look back at this moment and say, What what an unserious time. This, if anybody knows how to circle the wagons, is Westmore. Thank y'all so very much for coming out again. Um, this is, the show keeps growing. Thanks to Wolfpack Nation. I appreciate y'all. I appreciate y'all rocking with me, even through, you know, the holidays and times where I don't record as much. I appreciate y'all for being here every single time, man. It's, it's always a great time to come on out and and chat with y'all about Wolfpack Sports. Peace and love, y'all. And as always, go Pack! <laughs> Locked on Wolf Pack. Your daily podcast on the NC State Wolf Pack. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day.